Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, back here on Tuesday with another big news item in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, this this month of September has been pretty incredible. I put this out on Twitter. When you look at what we've seen just in the first two weeks of September in wrestling, um, you could certainly go beyond the big two companies just outside of WWE and AEW. There's been a lot of cool things happening. But if you look at just the top two companies, WWE, AEW, and you look at what we've seen through two weeks, um, 14 days here in September, we've gotten AEW All Out, which a lot of people consider, you know, one of the better pay-per-views, certainly in recent memory, perhaps in history, depending on where things go from here. You had Brian Danielson and Adam Cole join AEW in a big moment in wrestling history, another one. CM Punk's return match, another big moment <laughs> in wrestling history. Uh, he comes back after seven and a half years, makes his in-ring return. Then you get a really fantastic, I thought for the most part, WWE SmackDown show at Madison Square Garden. A very good show there. And now, now to come into two weeks here, again at the two-week mark, 14 days, we get Big E becoming the WWE champion by defeating Bobby Lashley on Raw after cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase. And there's a lot to dissect here because this was something that really started out of nowhere, seemingly, during the day. When we saw on Twitter that Big E put out that he basically said he intends to show up to, to Raw and become the WWE champion. He was going to cash in his briefcase, become the champ. That was his intention. He put it out on Twitter. Again, I think it caught a lot of us by surprise. Um, probably should not have if we really think about you know the dynamic of everything involved, knowing that they were had set up this championship match between Big E and Randy Orton, I think for some people, it's probably already in the back of your mind thinking, well, there's certainly a possibility that Big E could show up here. Uh, but for him just to flat out state it that, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up. I'm going to cash in. I'm going to become the champion. That was, I think, a pretty good setup. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that here in a bit, because I think that's an important part of this whole equation. But for starters, um, everyone out there, I, I've tried to stay away from a lot of the, the hot takes and everything on, on sort of the immediate reaction because I was one too that that certainly had some some pretty strong immediate reactions and they were all positive for the most part um, about how they pulled this off, how WWE went about doing this. Um, and I said even for the most part, like I think pretty much my immediate reactions were all positive uh, based on what they did here. But I've also seen some of the stuff about, you know, the reason they did this, and I think that's that's always important because, as we're going to talk about, it's where they go from here that ultimately is going to mean everything for this entire situation here. Uh, but it's also not going to take away the fact that Big E has now won you know, the top prize in WWE. He's now won the WWE Championship. And yes, I know you can look at it with Roman Reigns, the universal title. He certainly elevated that to the top. But if we're talking about just any traditional term, the WWE Championship has always been of the top one. And now Big E, after this long journey to get to this point, has become the champion. And that, I think, is so important in and of itself because it was always going to be a matter of how do they go about this. When Big E won the money in the bank, how are they going to eventually make this work? How are they going to you know, pull off the cash in? Um, 
It's going to be against Lashley. It's going to be against Reigns. Those are questions and discussions we've all had over the past several months uh, about how they were going to you know, do this. And I think for all the people that are talking about WWE just doing this to pop a rating, um, here's would be my counterpoint to that. And, and I, can, I can certainly understand the pessimism, as we've talked about before with WWE and how they're going to pull this off in the long term. But I think just from this standpoint, WWE's job, part of it, is to pop a rating. Like, it is to increase their viewership. And when they see that their viewership has gone down, I don't think there's anything wrong with WWE trying to pop a rating. That is their business. They have to get their viewership uh, to continue to grow. And the fact is, Raw has continued to decline. And so if this is how you have to do it to get to that point, and perhaps this gives you a fresh start on Raw, I'm all for it. I'm, I don't care if they tried to just do it, did it to pop rating. I, I'm okay with that. If it means that we will now consistently, I think that's the big word, consistently, and I don't know that I'm entirely optimistic about that, but if it means that we you know, have sort of that moment now that is going to perhaps bring in more of an audience to Raw each and every week, if it's going to have more interest now with a very you know, one of the most likable people, not just in the company, but probably in wrestling in general, um, in Big E as the, the top star, as the top champion, finally getting elevated to that point. If that's what you had to do to get sort of that atmosphere and that feeling around Raw again, and just, you know, to sort of reinvigorate WWE in general, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I, I realize, like, the whole entire lead up, the story, they could have done it a hundred different ways. They could have, you know, tied in the New Day and had Lashley. Like, they could have, there, there's so many things they could have done with this. But the ultimate goal was everyone wanted to see Big E win the championship, no matter how they did it, I guess you could say, in, in most instances. Certainly, I'm sure there were ways that they could have done it that may have came off just completely uh, the wrong move. But a lot of people wanted to see Big E become champion. And when he won that Money in the Bank, they're they're setting that expectation right there because you're not expecting Big E to be someone that's going to just come in and, and win money in the bank and then lose his championship match once he finally gets it you knew this was going to result in him becoming the champion whether that was WWE or universal champion it was going to happen and so I mean it's your NFL's coming back we've talked about that on the podcast recently you know we mentioned that last week talking about dynamite beating raw in the ratings and the demo um, and kind of what that meant for Raw moving forward, because it was a situation where now you've got AEW surging in viewership, um, you know, in the key demo, and you've also got the return of Monday Night Football. Of course, the the Ravens and the Raiders had a fantastic game on Monday night, went to overtime. Um, so that was going to bring in a lot of viewers no matter what. But I think just the sell of giving people... <laughs> What they wanted, which was to see Big E win this championship at some point or another, I'm perfectly fine, again, with the timing of this, doing it now. It makes, I think, sense for WWE standpoint, from a business standpoint, if your goal is to increase your viewership, you know you now have more competition than you've had in a long time. And we're not just talking about Monday Night Football anymore um, in the head-to-head competition. We're talking about what AEW is doing as well. And if you know that this is what you're going up against, it perhaps has motivated Vince McMahon and company to really start to try 
to do some things differently. And if you look at the past two shows in particular for WWE, go back to SmackDown from last week. I thought, personal opinion, really good show. Raw, for the most part, I think there were a lot of good things you could point out. Yes, there were other things that felt like what Raw has felt like for a while now. Uh, and I get that. And, and that is still you know worthy, I think, of criticism. And whether that changes, we'll see. But I also think that a moment like this can really reinvigorate a, a show and make things feel a little bit different. And I think that's all that people wanted. Like for the longest time, it has felt like Raw specifically to me has been the autopilot brand where everything has just felt like it's just autopilot rematches, um, you name it. Like it just the three hours, we, we've talked about that. So much at this point, that is always going to be a challenge in and of itself. And it's still going to be a challenge, no matter whether Biggie's champion, no matter who's the champion, the three hour issue is still there. But it at least looks as though WWE is actively trying to change some things. And that I don't think is a an indictment on Bobby Lashley, because I thought Bobby Lashley's title reign was really good. Um, yes, you can certainly pick, you know, pick apart different opponents. Maybe you didn't want to see matches with Goldberg, which I still think you're going to get at some point here soon. Um, but I just thought that, you know, Bobby Lashley came out of this as WWE champion better than he did going into it. And that's all you, you can ask for is, is can a person be elevated once they become champion? And that's going to be the big question we're going to have with Big E. But still, this, this gives you that moment where the big word, we've used really over this, I mean, it's more than just this this past couple weeks in September, but really over the past couple months, um, is delivering. Like, can you deliver what fans want? And if you can, that is going to bring you that goodwill and build that back up. Because WWE, I think, has torn that down a lot over the years by giving them the swerve, um, all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I said that on Twitter. Like, this... This whole situation was something where WWE had three options when this thing started. When they started hyping this up the way that they did during the day with Big E coming out saying he was going to show up and win this championship. He's going to cash in. He's going to win the title. This is your a top babyface saying, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. I think once they set that in motion, they only had three options. <laughs> it was either Big E cashes in and wins, Big E cashes in and loses, or this whole tease of Big E cashing in was going to be nothing because it wasn't actually going to happen. When they started the show and they did the opening segment where you have all three in the ring, where you have Lashley, you have Orton, and you have Big E, and Big E's still saying the same things, like, hey, just letting you know, like, I'm here, I'm going to cash this thing in. There was no other option at that point. If WWE did not want to absolutely infuriate its fan base once again, which we've seen happen before, if you did not want to just completely, I think, go in the wrong direction, and I think this would have this could have been another big turning point when we talk about you know where WWE stands as a business. Um, if they decide anything other than option number one, which was Big E winning the title, I think you would have had a lot of backlash and i think that it could have been it could have been the type of backlash that really you know loses you another significant portion i think of the audience um that like we said has has already declined specifically on raw 
Um, but I think that would have caused a backlash that, that I'm not sure, you know, this company, at least in the, the near future, quite frankly, could not have recovered from. I'm not sure that that would have happened if they would have decided, all right, we're going we're gonna to pull this move. We're going to have Biggie lose. Or we're teasing you all day just because we want you to tune in and we're going to dupe you. And we're going to say, yep, sorry, no cash in. Try next time. Like they're just, I, I think that's what set it up for me was as soon as they started Raw the way they started it, and really it goes back to earlier in the day when they had Big E say this, I think in the tweet, there was no other option. They had to have him win this championship. And because they did, that I think is something that you have to give WWE credit for. They did not go the route of trying to swerve you just for the hell of swerving you. Like, just to swerve you, we're going to do it. They didn't do that. And they also didn't do any sort of shenanigans. There was not a whole lot here uh, when it comes to making this some convoluted, overthinking booking. Like, they kept it very simple. And that's why it worked for a lot of people. It worked because it was a person you cheer for, you want to believe in, saying he was going to do something. And guess what? He did it. Like, that is all it takes sometimes, is just to keep things simple. I am invested in this character because I believe when this character says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He's not going to back down from his word. He's not going to do all this other stuff. Like, this is more of the the in-depth character stuff. But I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of people, you know, myself included, enjoy wrestling because it is about the characters. But I think Big E is more than just a character. Like, he is someone that I think so many people can connect with because he does like he comes across as the generally the, one of the most likable human beings you will ever see and i think that makes it very easy to root for and so when the reaction was the, what it was when he won the championship not surprised at all because no matter whether they did it to pop a rating it, it really i think it's bes- beside the point right now like yes the follow-up's going to be important and we're going to talk about that but i think just for how they did it how they executed it I think you have to say bravo. Like I, I thought it was something that was very well done um, and now becomes the challenge of where do you go from here uh, with Big E with the title around his waist. And speaking of waist, uh, if you want your waist, specifically below your waist, uh, to be gold as well, uh, and we're not talking actual gold, we're just talking about uh, in the sense that uh, you want it to be the best it can be, that's where our friends at Manscaped come in because support for 411 Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched this fourth-generation trimmer. I keep talking about it, the Lawnmower 4.0. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. You get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the promo code 411Wrestling at manscaped.com. Uh, I keep saying it. I'm one of the first people to get a chance to try this new lawnmower 4.0, just completely blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship, the details, everything on this thing are next level. Uh, it's the ultimate body trimmer, and it gives you everything you need. Uh, it prevents these grooming accidents, which no one wants those. You can feel more confident shaving below the waist. It's got that multifunction on-off switch, great for traveling. Um, it engages the travel lock, so if you're traveling, no issues. You've got exactly what you need with a lawnmower 4.0. Also got that 4000K LED spotlight. Uh, that way, if you need a more precise shave, 
boom, you got a light. You have exactly what you need there. Um, and the wireless charging, don't forget about that. Uh, longer battery length. You can take your time because Manscaped has got you covered. And by the way, it's still got those uh, additional guard links, sizes one through four. So any type of shave you want, you can get it from our friends at Manscaped with this lawnmower 4.0. And let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it all wrong. Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer from Manscaped to make me time the best time. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job. Head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 411wrestling. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code 411wrestling. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. So if we're we're looking at this from a standpoint now, of where do things go from here? Because this is going to be the ultimate test, I think, for WWE. Um, because we have seen some of these scenarios before where they have executed a very big moment that a lot of people, you know, it resonates with people. And, and we'll see what the viewership looks like and all that. I'm curious to see what the number ends up being because, you know, again, there was competition with Monday Night Football, the first game of the season. And what does that viewership look like Either way, I don't know that it's going to tell us more than what next week's viewership will look like or perhaps the week after that, because that is going to be where WWE now has to capitalize on this. Um, if Big E won the title on Monday night and he loses the title at Extreme Rules or loses the title at the next uh, Saudi Arabia show, I don't think that's going to do any goodwill. Um, I think it's going to sort of take away what you have done here uh, by making him the champion, because this, again, is something that people have wanted for years and years now. Um, and now, if you take that away so quickly, then I think that's where you expose some of the flaws uh, with this. If this is done as nothing more than a short-term thing just to pop the rating. And that's what we talked about. Like, it's it's fine, I think, to to do this from a, from a viewership standpoint to increase it if you've got a bigger plan in place. And perhaps that's wishful thinking. We know sometimes with Raw, as we've talked about before, with all the reports of the scripts being ripped up uh, on day of and all this other stuff, that is not always a strong suit. But I do think if you're doing this with already a thought in mind of where you're headed, and this is going to give people that you know, very sort of memorable Big E championship run that they've been waiting on, then you're going to be fine. Um, that's that's the big thing now, is how do you capitalize on this? And I've already seen a lot of people speculating about where they go from here. Is it Big E versus Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules? Um, where does Goldberg factor into this mix? Do we get Big E versus Goldberg? Um, is that going to be something that, that we could see as a possibility? I'm sure there are different directions now they can go in, and that's where when you have sort of this, you know, different type of situation where you you have the new champion um it's it's an unexpected thing i don't think a lot of people were expecting this to happen prior to monday um so now you open up a lot of possibilities you know i i saw keith lee on twitter uh, as soon as i saw that i'm thinking yes sign me up like give me big e versus keith lee and you know what i don't care if it's big e versus keith lee the heel which we've seen as some of the um the rumors uh, and reports in recent weeks i guess about wwe considering uh, perhaps, you know, when we talked about the whole Adam Cole thing and uh, the reports about how they were going to use Adam Cole, perhaps as a manager for Keith Lee, all this other stuff, 
I'd be perfectly fine if we get a, a long-term biggie Keith Lee feud. Uh, whether that happens remains to be seen, but I just think it, it opens up a lot of possibilities, and that's where it's now WWE's job to capitalize on those possibilities. Um, if, if this just turns into, you know, Big E being someone that some, turns out to be just a joke as a champion, they don't book him as sort of a strong babyface champion. And, and by the way, if you listen to this podcast for a long time, you've heard, you know, Steve Cook and I have had this conversation in recent months on different shows, whether it's current stuff or looking back at some of the retro reviews we've done. WWE has always had a challenge when it comes to booking, you know, top babyface champions. That has always been something that I think you can point to in a lot of different scenarios. Obviously, it hasn't been for everyone, but there have been many moments over the years where they have not been able to necessarily pull it off as well as you would expect them to when it comes to these babyface champions. And I think this is where it's so important because this is not just, you know, a... You know, it's not just a Steve Austin with his whatever number championship reign. Um, you know, it, it's it's Big E with his very first championship reign, like finally getting to the the pinnacle of where a lot of people wanted to see him get to. Now it's okay. We have to do this right because if you don't, like, you only get one shot at this because this is again, this is a first time champion situation. This is not someone where, okay, I've seen it before. I've seen, you know, this guy win the championship three or four times. I kind of know what to expect. Maybe they freshen it up a little bit this time and all that, but this is not that. Like, this is the first big, big opportunity for Big E. He's been in high-profile matches before, but, like, this is now, as a singles star, now for the big singles push that we've always looked at with Big E, you know, outside of New Day, how do they capitalize on it? And can they effectively book him as a top, top star, as a top, top champion? And I don't know why you you couldn't find ways to do this. Because to me, and I don't want this to be made as sort of a direct comparison, but when you talk about someone you know like John Cena, who WWE could, knew they could put this guy in any situation and make him sort of the face of the company. They could send him on all the media stuff. They could do anything they needed to do. Like, that's a perfect role for John Cena because he was that kind of person. Um, You know, no matter what you thought about the in-ring stuff, none of that. Like, he was a face of the company. Big E, to me, can feel very similar to that because he is one of those, like, I mean, I think, unless you're just finding, I guess, ways to not like Big E, whether it's, you know, a character thing or whatever, but I'm just talking from a standpoint of, to me, Big E is is the kind of guy that I feel like is very sort of universally loved. And when you look at the reaction from all sorts of people in, in the wrestling industry, from fans, all that after he won the championship, you can sort of see that same sentiment. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone say a bad thing about Big E when it comes from people within the wrestling industry. Um, and talking about this guy and just sort of, you know, the type of person he is and all that. That's where he can be a face of a company now as a top babyface champion. Because remember, we've we've really been used to Roman Reigns, the top heel champion, and Bobby Lashley, top heel champion. Like, they have sort of been in control here for quite a while. But now you've got this top babyface champion you can send out to do all sorts of stuff you can perhaps bring in a different audience, a younger audience, maybe, because Big E is someone, you see him having fun 
and you're thinking, okay, well, if I'm a kid and, you know, I'm sure like they already have a ton of fans just based on the, the new day and all that. But like Big E is someone who can appeal to a younger audience because he is very easy to cheer for. I think for, for again, for, for that audience. Um, and you saw him, like I, I was looking through some of the stuff on Twitter about, you know, it's, it's really cool to see this guy like taking pictures with kids and stuff after he won the championship. And I, and I see all these people kind of posting their pictures a big E ringside, I guess, after the show went off the air and he's just sitting there, you know, posting with or uh, posing with some of these, you know, little kids and stuff like that. That is a big part of things, too. And whether, you know, someone in, in my age range or, you know, people older than me or, or whoever, um, there's always going to be a possibility to bring in a different, you know, age range when it comes to, uh, you know, just just all of this. Like there's you can always grow your audience. And so I think that he's someone that you feel like you can put in any of these situations and feel like you are in good hands when it comes to representing the company. And that's a big part of it too. You know, it's not just always about the viewership stuff and all that. Like it's, you have to have sort of those top representatives of the company. And, you know, yes, Drew McIntyre put in that role during his entire run as champion. Um, and, you know, nothing wrong with Drew in that scenario. But I think now when you look at Big E, gosh, he can just do, he can do so many things well. He's just a very versatile performer. And I think that inside the ring, outside the ring, he is going to be able to give you, I think, a really big boost here. And that's why I am hoping, I am trying to be optimistic that WWE is going to be able to make this work um, in the long term. Because if not, then I think we're going to be looking back and thinking, wow, did they really just do that for a quick ratings pop on Raw? Could they have held it off to a WrestleMania, perhaps? For that big moment for Big E, you know, ending a show at the very top, which they can still do. Like, they can still do that. It won't be the exact same, but they can still do that scenario if they want to. I'm just very curious to see where they go from here. I'm probably not the only one that thinks that, uh, but I do think coming out of Monday Night's Raw, WWE has some momentum. WWE seems motivated, and whether that's AEW, whether that's the NFL, whatever. I don't, I don't really care who, who is the thing, because I think the thing has always been, at times, WWE's biggest issue has not been the NFL, and it's not been AEW. It's been WWE and how they approach their creative process. Um, I think they're doing some things right. At least they have, you know, recently. Can they keep it going? I hope so, because I think this Big E title reign uh, really could be a lot of fun. And uh, I just, I don't know that, uh, you know, it could have happened to a lot of better people, because he is he is just someone that I think is just so, you know, it's hard to, to not like Biggie. He is just uh, just a fun, easygoing guy. Seems like just a wonderful human being. Um, so hopefully WWE can use that moving forward and really uh, kind of push forward with some momentum behind them right now, which I don't necessarily know that we've said that a lot here uh, recently. So that is the big question. And uh, we'll see, you know, can they execute more of these types of moments? Because I think with what they did with Biggie. Having him say he was going to do something, he does it. No swerves, no shenanigans, none of that. Uh, it felt refreshing, and perhaps uh, they can continue to use that formula uh, to really be able to deliver. Uh, there's that key word: deliver uh, what fans want. And if they can do that more often, their viewership, all that's only going to go up from here. I think. So we'll see. Uh, staying optimistic, and uh, we'll see what happens with this Big E title run but uh if you want everything else we've got going on check out 41mania.com all our news columns reviews they're all up over there uh and again as i keep saying our youtube channel search for 411 wrestling uh, on youtube 
and you can subscribe to everything we've got. Uh, we've got a lot of videos coming up. Uh, we've already got some over there. Of course, all these podcasts, too, you can find on YouTube. And uh, Steve Cook and I have already started recording uh, our series looking back at some uh, fun moments in wrestling history, and we'll have some of those coming up on the channel here pretty soon as well. Uh, and uh, as I continue to say, subscribe to the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use, search for 411 on Wrestling, and uh, be sure to leave us a nice five-star rating review. That just helps the show reach more people. And uh, as always, we will have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can uh, and everything else for warmania.com. But uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on wrestling podcast.